Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just kidding with y'all. Uh, good evening. This is Tuesday, September 6th. We are now two days away from the start of the 2022 NFL season. And ah uh, man, the slate of games couldn't have been the slate of games could not have been any better, to be honest. Uh, it's only gonna get better from here. And uh, I'd probably I'm gonna get right down to the chase. Thursday night game, the very very first game of the season, the season opener, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, what else can you ask for? Um, obviously, the first game of the season is always the defending Super Bowl champion who plays at home. Uh, the unveiling of the banner, you know. Re- Looking at this game, I mean, we have the current Super Bowl favorite for this season. Not only just mine, but the overwhelming favorite that it seems to be right now, the Buffalo Bills, playing the team who actually just won the Super Bowl. So put those two things in together, and you were going to get an awesome game. The line for this game is uh, minus 2.5 for the Buffalo Bills. Um. I know most people are gonna, most most people are really going back and forth with this game. Actually, um, there's one half where like, well, it's probably Buffalo's. Uh, I wouldn't say overhyped, but what's the big deal with Buffalo right now? You know, they didn't win many big games last year, and uh, uh, the Alley Rams are at home. I I like Buffalo in this game. I really think this is this is where Buffalo season starts. This is where they have an opportunity to really um, display themselves on national TV. Every, everybody's going to watch this game, and this is a golden opportunity for themselves to really put them. The LA Rams are the defending champs. I, I don't know. I mean, you tell me who has more to prove right now. So, you know, I, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills in this game. The Philadelphia Eagles at Detroit Lions. The Philadelphia Eagles are a four-point favorite. I don't. I honestly, it was a little surprised to see the line be at four, negative four for Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia. Some experts, some writers, some you know people who work in the media are putting Philadelphia even in the fucking Super Bowl for sakes. And uh, there's a lot of high expectations for Philadelphia. There's. They're expecting to have a very big year. And they're going up against a team who I would say I would say the Detroit Lions are improved. I, I think they can be a sneaky team. But no, that they are not. I don't see them already pulling off a huge upset. It can happen. I, I'm not seeing it. Not not in this game. I'm not not with what Philadelphia has done to their offense. That offensive line, uh, compared to the uh, defensive line of Detroit. It's a mismatch. Um, the running game, the Philadelphia running game, is gonna. It's, it's going to shred the Detroit Lions. I, I think the Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, unless they shoot themselves in the foot in this game, uh, I, I see them winning. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're going to win by thirty, but they're they're going to win probably a bit comfortably, if. Um, they fire on all cylinders, so I'll take Philadelphia, and I not take Philadelphia with the over in this game. I seriously do. Next game up, 
the Baltimore Ravens and New York Jets. One quarterback's coming off an injury um, from the 2021 season, which is Lamar Jackson. The New York Jets, uh, if I had done this podcast last week, I would have said Baltimore should have been a 10-point favorite for this game. Zach Wilson's coming back. I'm curious to see how much this is a, how much of an impact this is, considering he's he's kind of feeling he's kind of been rushed into this game. He really has. Uh, Zach Wilson's kind of rushed into this game. If, if there if he did, if he has a really bad game, I mean there is going to be a lot of blame on there's going to be some blame I'm guessing on this injury. Uh, I don't know. This is this is a tricky one. In terms of the, I got Baltimore winning this game. That's that's the easy part. The line for this game is um, minus six and a half for Baltimore. It's it's a bit high. I, I'd still say Baltimore covers this game, and I know Baltimore. Now they're going to play with a whole full, the full loaded roster for a while. It, it, they haven't been able to do this for a while. We're finally going to be able to see a really good version of the Ravens, and with that secondary, which is a lot stronger now, you know Humphrey and Marcus Williams and Kyle. Hamilton, it's uh, Marcus Peters. It's going to be a very, very good defense. The New York Jets, and I know for all the retooling they've done in the offseason, in the draft, um, some of the free free agent acquisitions, I'm not seeing it in this game. I I think they're going to run into one of the better teams in the league. Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson has a monstrous game, this can be a very interesting one, but I'll, I'll still take Baltimore in this. Next game up, this is probably the one of the toughest to predict in the entire week for week one. The New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. Let me give you all some context. The Miami Dolphins have been a thorn on the New England Patriots side for a while. With Brady, without Brady. Um, they beat my um, the Miami Dolphins. I've been able to get the better out of the Patriots, it seems like, a little bit more often than – it feels like they beat New England very often. It just does. They beat them in the opener last year, too. That's something to keep an eye on. But the line for this game is negative. Uh, sorry, it's minus three and a half for Miami. I don't have a – I take Miami only, you know, the line's pretty The line's pretty low, so I'm taking Miami. But, gosh, this is a tough game. I can see both of these teams with eight, nine wins this year. And – New England is one of those things you don't want to bet against, um, but I can't bet. It's, you're not going to be able to bet on them this year. This is a game that I would probably stay away from. This Patriots and Dolphins game, for any better out there, this is one to stay away from. The New England Patriots are, as I mentioned um, yesterday, on yesterday's podcast, they haven't really done much to have improved. And the Miami Dolphins did, but then there's that quarterback dilemma and Mike McDaniel being brand new. Um, I I don't I wouldn't complain if anybody went with New England in this game. I think Miami's just too talented right now, and considering they've played Belichick well, I, I know it was Brian Flores coaching this team, but it, it, it's a tough one to predict. I'm going with Miami. I'm gonna look silly if New England, if I pick New England and they get bombed in this game. I will look very silly. So that's that. Next game up, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. 
Okay, so this game. And look, the New England-Miami game. They're going to play the first game of the season, and they're going to play at the end of the year as well. I don't know if it was uh, week 17 or 18, but that those two games are going to have large playoff implications, both of these games. It, neither would want to get swept. I'm just going to be very honest. Neither would want to get swept. Neither could get off. Um, neither could afford to have a slow start. And it's kind of a big rivalry. I mean, I don't expect neither to finish first place. And I don't expect either to finish in last. So both are going to be gunning for wild card spots. And you know how that you know how that uh, conference is right now. Next game, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. At Cincinnati. At first glance, I'm looking at the, the line for this game is uh, six and a half for Cincinnati. I was looking at this and saying to myself, why why even bother think about this game? I think Cincinnati can blow this Pittsburgh team out the window. And they probably they probably might. Um, look, I'm taking the over. It's gonna be interesting again how that offensive line will gel up in that first week. That that's a good test for the offensive line. That was their thorn last season and cornerback as well. But I mean, what better matchup than the Pittsburgh Steelers for that offensive line? It's going to be beautiful to watch. Uh, Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh is probably going to be in some real trouble if Mitch Trubisky just uh, underperforms. And and I'm just talking about record-wise. I know many are willing to see Kenny Pickett. Um, I don't know how much to talk about this game, really. I, I I I don't see this game being being much of a an upset material kind of game. I really don't. I think Pittsburgh is not in a very good situation for this game specifically. I know Mitch Trubisky is probably not going to be slated to start every single game this year, and uh, that is a very likely outcome. It happened last year um, with Andy Dalton starting the very beginning, the beginning of the year for Chicago, and then eventually just – I mean, eventually it was only a matter of time before Justin Fields – came in so six and a half I, I i'll take the i'll take the over easily um pittsburgh can make it interesting again with uh, their pass rush cameron hayward tj watt linebackers i think they're still they're still talented there uh enough in you know in the secondary terrell edmonds minka fitzpatrick look their defense can make it interesting i think if this was in pittsburgh i might have considered taking the under i really I really would, but that offensive line, man. Oh man, Trey Hendrickson. I mean, these. I mean, these guys are gonna. These guys in Cincinnati, they're gonna have a field day, perhaps against that Steeler offensive line. They're gonna have to run the ball well, keep the ball away from uh, Joe Burrow. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguars, Washington Football Team. Another look. Every game here is interesting and. All sorts of ways. This Jaguar, I looked at this game and I said Jacksonville perhaps makes, uh, excuse me, pulls off the upset here against Washington. Trevor Lawrence might have a, he, he might make a leap this season. This might be the year for Trevor Lawrence to make a huge leap against a Washington team with a bunch of players coming back from injuries. I don't trust this. I don't trust the Jag. Um, this newly 
formed what is you know it seems like this Jaguars team against an incredible pass rush, a much better offensive line. They have Car- look, Carson Wentz. I'm not he's not an MVP player, but Carson Wentz is going to be an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. This game could be very close. This game could be very, very close. And and if it does go very close, that's saying that might end up saying something about Jacksonville. That might end up saying something about Jacksonville. But the line is what? Negative um it's minus two and a half for Washington. I'll take the over in this game. I will take the over, but I, this wouldn't shock me. This would not shock me at all if I seen Jacksonville pull the upset. It's one of those games where if Jacksonville wins and they have a decent year, it doesn't really become an upset anymore. Next game, Cleveland at Carolina. The Cleveland Browns at Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are a one-and-a-half favorite over the Cleveland Browns. If you looked at these two teams on paper, it, it'd be silly to even it'd be silly to even look at this and say what a matchup this is. But there is no Deshaun Watson, and currently the Carolina Panthers have a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. So this is going to be a very close battle. Chick, um, excuse me, Cleveland. I can see Cleveland running the ball very well in this game. It, it's going to be very. Very fascinating to see how the receivers, you know, just how much Jacoby Brissett is going to be able to make some sort of impact there. But I, th- I think they can run the ball very well in Carolina. As great as the defense, well, as good as the defense as they have, I don't want to put them in that elite category yet, but it's going to be, you know, can Baker Mayfield, can Baker, can Baker Mayfield have a hell of a game? That's that's an interesting thing. Cleveland's deep, that pass rush, that Cleveland pass rush of that duel of Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, I mean, they are going to be all over Baker Mayfield's tail. Uh, I think the key for this game is Christian McCaffrey. They're going to need a heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey. If, if they can get Christian McCaffrey involved, he has a he has a big game. They don't have Baker Mayfield turning the ball over. I, I have Cleveland winning this game. Uh, they don't want to keep the Browns in this game. They don't. They don't. So, yeah, I'd take the Carolina Panthers. Uh, next game up, the New Orleans Saints at Atlanta Falcons. Now, this game, there is some upset potential. This is a rivalry game. Uh, this, By the way, the Saints are a negative five-and-a-half point favorite. Minus, I keep saying negative. They're a minus five-and-a-half point favorite against the Falcons. The Falcons don't really have much to offer. I think... Atlanta's best opportunity to win this game is a three-pick game from Jameis Winston. Alvin Kamara looks rusty out there. They're not able to get the playmakers in sync. That's about the only way I can see this game. Um, going down the going down the shithole for the, for the New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints should be able to win this game. Again, unless they shoot themselves in the foot. Next game up, the San Francisco 49ers at Chicago Bears. Six and a half favorite are the San Francisco 49ers. This game could easily be a a massive blowout. A massive, massive blowout. This was originally, I think, a seven. The line was at uh, negative seven, minus seven. Now it's six and a half. So uh, I'm guessing 
there's a little bit more confidence, slightly more confidence in Chicago now. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. It's a matchup nightmare. I would not bet on Chicago in this game at all. I know the, the money would be good if they won this game, but I wouldn't bet on the Bears. This is a huge mismatch right here. You're talking about uh, an embarrassment of what, of what could be an, an embarrassment of an offensive line from the Chicago Bears. Against that front seven, that front four, I mean, that, that front four of the San Francisco 49ers, are you kidding me? No, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Unless Trey Lance throws for eight interceptions or something. I mean, unless that offense just doesn't get into sync, I don't see this. I don't see any way the Bears can pull off this upset. And uh, granted, things happen. I think if Justin Fields is able to navigate through all the through the terrible offensive line, uh, he's able to get Darnell Mooney involved. The run game actually gets going. I wonder if that can even happen, but if they're able to get that, they have an opportunity. Justin Fields is going to have to have a very good game. I think if the Bears make this competitive, that's at least a positive sign because the 49ers, I mean, we're talking about a team that could be in the Super Bowl too. Next game up, Indianapolis Colts at Houston Texans. Another rivalry game. I mean, it's a divisional game, but this is the biggest This has the biggest line of the weekend it's seven and a half point favorite um the indianapolis colts are seven and a half point favorites and i actually would take the under in this game i seriously would take the under there's some mystery to the indianapolis colts i I already said they have there's talented players on this roster similar to tennessee there's talented players on this roster but the depth is still a concern and you know houston's going to be out there trying to win they got a lot of young, hungry players. They're going to go out there. They're going to go do their very best to win. Indianapolis, you know, I mean, if this was under Carson Wentz, this would be obviously a terrible, terrible outcome in terms of betting in this game. But even though I would take the under, I still got Indianapolis winning this game. I think the Colts are going to mess around in this game big time. But they will be able to pull out the win. It's just a huge talent disparity. Huge, huge talent disparity. I think Matt Ryan's going to be one of the major differences in this game. And, I mean, take Jonathan Taylor. Take Michael Pittman. You take, I mean, the talent is just there. There's a huge talent difference there. And uh, next game, the Las Vegas Raiders at LA Chargers. This is actually a very tough one to predict. Um. You know, I, I got the LA Chargers. They are a three and a half favorite. This is a rematch from last season. Just FY. This is going to be a rematch from last season. The Chargers are gonna to want to get their here, here's the fascinating part about this game. The Raiders are going into this as an underdog. They're going with I, I think the Raiders are still trying to get some respect. They seriously are. They went to the playoffs as the second best team in that division last season. They're coming into this game, and the the whole media is going gaga over the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers are already putting put being put as Super Bowl, uh, I want to say favorites, but contenders. And Herbert's already being named MVP. They, I mean, they did have a hell of an off season. They drafted well as well. I mean, you have to give it to the Chargers, but you got you you have to admit the Raiders are going to come into this game fuming. They're going to come into this game. 
they're going to come into this game with a lot of uh, a lot of a, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. If the, as long as the LA Chargers don't come into this game overconfident, as long as these guys don't come into this game thinking they're already the shit in this division, they will be. I, I see this team winning. I mean, seriously, that defensive line against the Los Angeles, I mean, against the Las Vegas Raiders offensive line, it's a mismatch. It, it, it's going to be. Now, if J.C. Jackson's not able to play this game, the corner for the Chargers, I mean, Derek Carr could end up having a field day himself. I mean, there are little things like that, but I think the I think the LA Chargers defense is gonna. I mean, if they can get to Carr all day that day, I don't know if the, the Raiders' pass rush. I mean, it, it's great, but their defensive. I mean, their defensive line overall, their defensive tackles, the interior, it's not all that great. The, I think the Chargers can run over this team. They can do a lot of other stuff to this team. This is Josh McDaniels' first NFL regular season game too. Um, it's going to be a close competitive game. I think the Chargers, it's going to come down to who who makes the better plays at the end of the day and towards the end of the game as well. Next game, the Kansas City Chiefs at Arizona Cardinals. It's it, it's looked good on paper throughout the offseason. It still doesn't. But the reality is the Chiefs come in here as a five-and-a-half as half as five and a half point favorites, the Arizona Cardinals don't have a lot going for them. Their best receiver is is not even going to play in this game. Their offensive line, too many question marks there. The Chiefs, I, I don't. Think, my, my problem is it's not more about the Chiefs; it's more about the Cardinals. It really doesn't matter what the Chiefs are missing because they're they're not missing much. They still have an incredible offensive line. They still have Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid's still the head coach. I, I like to say they got better on defense, even without Honey Badger. They did get better on – even without Trevarius Ward. They got better on defense. I, I, I believe they still got better on defense. Um, I didn't put them second place in the division because I think they're going to drop off. The Chargers just got a lot better. And these games are going to be brutal in the division. Uh, in saying that, this is not about the Chiefs. This is about the Cardinals. The Cardinals, they did not get better during, during the offseason. Them alongside Dallas, alongside the Patriots, they didn't do much to help themselves. Um, of the playoff teams, they didn't do much to help themselves. And I don't like the offensive line. I don't like the second. Besides Buda Baker, but at corner, they're I don't trust that team. Um, if linebacker can go well, they do have players with potential, but they don't even have Chandler Jones anymore. It's uh, I don't like the card. I don't like the situation for the Arizona Cardinals. They're not bad at receiver, and uh, I don't know. This is this just doesn't. It doesn't look like a great a, a good matchup. Kyler Murray, whether he has a good game or not, he's going to have to have a monster game. Because I think the Chiefs are going to, I believe the Chiefs are going to have their, the Chiefs offense at least, might have their way against the Cardinals. So, um, yeah, I'll take Kansas City with the over in that game. Next game, the New York Giants at Tennessee Titans. Look, if New York wants to make a statement, this is, obviously this is, this is a new season, this is an opportunity. 
And uh, but no, I not not in this game. I don't see this happening. I think this game is more about the Tennessee Titans than it is about the New York Giants, and how Derrick Henry's going to look. Um, really, it's Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, who's going to be playing under a tremendous pressure. Traylon Burks, how's that going to work? I mean, this is an uh, an offense without AJ Brown now. So the offensive line, how that's going to look. And look, this offensive line, if they if they get terrorized by the pa- by by the by the New York Giants pass rush, I mean that might say some that might speak volumes about the Giants too. This is uh this is where Kayvon Thibodeau can Kayvon Thibodeau and Leonard Williams and all these guys can really make a name for themselves. And uh so, but I still got Tennessee. I still got Tennessee with the five, as five and a half favorites. Next game. The Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings. Now, I've been predicting most of the favorites. Slight favorites or not, but this game, I got the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I got the Minnesota. The Packers are, uh, again, a one-and-a-half uh, point favorite. I got the Minnesota Vikings, though, in this game. There's no doubt. I, I, I think I think Green Bay will beat them at Lambeau Field later in the season. And I think Green Bay is going to win this division. But this is more, I mean, this is going to speak volumes about both teams. Everybody wants to see how, similar to the Chiefs, everybody wants to see how uh, they do without Tyreek. But I still think they'll be all right. Green Bay don't have Devontae Adams, but do they have the same kind of receiver depth that maybe the Chiefs have? Um, There's also questions at offensive line, a position where they have been pretty good at. Bakhtiari's coming back. I think he is at least. Uh, defensively, they're still great, but look, the Minnesota Vikings. I can see this being as a statement game. This is where they they prove themselves to the league that hey, they're actually a lot more consistent now. They're 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 actually pretty good offensively. This is not a Mike Zimmer offense anymore. This is a Kevin O'Connell offense, and I can see Justin Jefferson having a monstrous game. Kirk Cousins finally being able to have more freedom in that offense and. Uh, or at least with the more open playbook. And they still have Dalvin Cook at running back. And uh, as long as he has time to throw the ball, as long as the offensive line holds up, I think the Minnesota – I think it's going to be a close game regardless. But uh, I got Minnesota in this game. I, I have – I truly believe the Vikings are going to surprise some people this year. And I hope they don't make me look silly. <laughs> I hope they don't make me look silly. Every time you doubt the Packers, Rodgers will have one of those games. So. But I, I think Minnesota. Next game, Tampa Dallas. Tampa Dallas. I, I got I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning and covering. They're a two and a half point favorite. Look, there are some stuff going against Tampa's way over the last couple of weeks with Brady and all these interior line. But this team is still talent wise. They're they're right up there among the best in the league. They have a Super Bowl pedigree. I know they don't have Bruce Arians no more, but tell me how much of a difference having a new head coach is. Look, Todd Bowles is, a, is going to be a hell of a coach, so they should be fine. The Dallas Cowboys don't have necess- – this is not the same team from last season. I keep saying it over and over. This team is not going to make the noise that they did last season. And, uh, yeah, I, I, this pass rush, I mean, Vita Vea, and Shaquille Barrett, 
I mean, these guys, I mean, these guys are going to terrorize. <laughs> these guys are going to terrorize that offensive line. And I think the offensive line will improve as the season goes by for Dallas. But this is going to be one of those games. They're not, they're really going to have to have some magic. They're going to have to work some magic around this game. And they're going to need some, they're going to create some, t- some takeaways and put some pr- pressure on Brady. This is, this would be a great game to have an Aaron Donald in, in the game. But yeah, I got Tampa Bay. I don't want to have to go on a rant about Dallas. The last game, but not least, uh, Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. Denver at uh, Seattle. Denver enters as a six and a half favorite. Um, I'm not going to say this is a no contest. I think Seattle is going to have a lot of emotion in this game. They're going to go at it with the raw. Denver has, you know, it's a brand new quarterback, brand new system. It's going to look a little bit like a new look offense in a way. They have a new coach in a Daniel Hackett. The talent is too much. The talent is going to be too much. And, you know, Geno Smith is not going to have a very pretty game against that uh, Denver secondary, well, from what I feel. And it's going to be up to – I think Seattle is going to have to let – Seattle. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. I think that Denver can beat them in either any either way they can run the ball against them they have weapons um russell wilson might look a little bit rusty but there's too many ways there's too many ways they can they can beat seattle in this game there's not just one way so there might be a lot of emotion it's good it might be competitive for a while but i don't see this game i I don't see this game slipping out of denver's palm if they do i still I i think they'll i think they're fine I think they're fine, but yeah, that's it for me. Those are my week one picks, and uh, I will see everybody on uh, probably last uh, next week, perhaps next week. And um, yeah, this this interest this uh, I was gonna say this interesting slate of games is really gonna be it's really gonna have everybody talking. Um, I don't see too many upsets in this. I really don't. I really don't see that many upsets going on. But it's the National Football League. Shit happens. Houston could pull a upset on Indianapolis. The uh, Pittsburgh on since I mean, things happen in the NFL, so I'm not seeing it. But that's why that <laughs> that's why that's why these games are played. Things things are gonna end up happening. So yeah, that's it for me. Um I will see everybody next. Well, actually, this upcoming Sunday, as soon as these games end. And yeah, that's it for me. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week. That's it for me, slimes.